Hallelujah. Woo. Thank you, Lord. See, y'all have braved the rain, and, and we got blessed. So, thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, if you're still praying, you don't have to stop. Just keep on praying. If you're still going, that's fine. Jesus said, my house should be called a, a house of prayer. If we don't pray when we're gathered, we might have missed something, right? Well, we've been in a series on the Holy Spirit, and we are going to continue. Uh, we have looked at who the Holy Spirit is. We've looked at some of the functions and uh, what He does for us. We have focused in on that the Holy Spirit is not a force or a feeling or just, you know, some spiritual high that we get when we when we get in God's presence, but He is actually personally God Himself. That is the personal presence of God in our lives, and he, we're supposed to have a relationship with Him, and then we are also baptized by Him in the power of the Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit gives us power to be witnesses and display the life of Jesus uh, in a dark world. And so... Um, this week, we're going to continue on. We're going to go several more weeks on the Holy Spirit. But one thing we do have this week, thankfully, is we have, I have question cards for you. Sorry, I was not a dig on anybody. Um, is, so I want these, just hand them out, hand them out to everybody. Okay, everybody, hand them out. If you, ha- if you don't have a question, you can just leave it on your chair. Uh, but if you do have a question, we want to give everyone a chance to have a question. If you have a question on, especially related to speaking in tongues, uh, or gifts of the Spirit, or the work of the Holy Spirit, or manifestations of the Spirit, uh, because a lot of times those are the things that get kind of a lot of questions for people. Um, if, you, if you have another question related to the work of the Holy Spirit, uh, write those down, um, and you can leave them on your chair, or you can put them in one of those prayer boxes, or the offering box, just put it somewhere, we'll get it. Uh, and here in a couple of weeks, probably either next week or maybe the week afterward, uh, we're just going to do a question and answer session. And we're, gonna, we're just going to answer some questions. And, or if we don't know, we'll just say, I don't know. <laughs> Sometimes you need to say, I don't know, right? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, why is this, Pastor John? Well, I'm going to let Pastor Jerry answer that. No. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, we'll give you three weeks, not two. Um, <laughs> and so, you know, because so, sometimes we just, we go through, you know, church life and stuff happens and we don't ever explain it. We don't ever talk about it. We don't ever say, hey, let's, let's break this down. Let's, let's have a conversation about this. What, is, what does the Bible say? First of all, of course, and also for some of us that have had experience in dealing with that, we can say, hey, what, what has your experience been in interacting in your relationship with God? What have you seen? And so I think it'll be fun. I think it'll be exciting. Uh, when my wife did a, a ladies' retreat, a one-day retreat on baptism of the Holy Spirit, uh, she got all kinds of questions. And so if nothing else, if you don't come up with questions, we're, we're going to have her, her answer the same questions that she did at that, that conference. Or we'll answer those together uh, or have a staff forum or something. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Uh, but it's going to be good. So write down any question. Uh, that you have. 
There it goes again. Did you? I, I just figured that was like the fire falling, okay? <laughs> Thankfully, we didn't really light those things this morning, <laughs> and, and we aren't lighting them for the children's VBS either. Uh, we only do that kind of stuff in youth group, right? <laughs> yeah, we, we had a fire in the youth room like a couple months ago. We lit stuff on fire in a bucket, man. It was awesome. Uh, so uh, thankfully, we didn't burn anything down. So turn in your Bibles to Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5. And we're going we're gonna to look today at kind of what it means to walk in the Spirit and live by the Holy Spirit. If you've been here, we've been, we've been reminding you that the Holy Spirit is the one who brings the future into the present. He brings what is meant for heaven to be in the now. And although we don't have fully the heaven, we are in the now and the not yet phase. We have the now, but we also have a not yet where, you know, everything has not been like it, like it will be in heaven. Everything has not been healed. Everything is not, you know, every question has not been answered and every pain has not been removed. Every sadness, you know, death is still here. Brokenness is still here. We all face those things so that we have the now and the not yet. And so the Holy Spirit comes to empower his people, to fill, fill the people of God, to live the life of the future in the present. So that's one of the main purposes of the Holy Spirit is He releases two main things. Number one, He releases the power of God. So He, he, he releases, you know, that's like the hand of God. But he, he also releases us to live with the character of God. In other words, the, the heart of God. Because all along, even in the Old Testament, what God, what God wanted was a people. He's not, it's not just about you. I, have dis, I want to disappoint you, but guess what? Life and Jesus and the Bible are not about you. You're like, I thought it was for me. Yeah, it's for you to be a part of his people. It's not just for you to have your own thing with God and have a great life and hit God do it all for you. But that's what we turn it into, Right? God, what are you doing for me? And sometimes even in church, we, we end up, God's going to do this for you. And yes, He is. Of course He's going to do that for you. Because He has a bigger purpose that you're a part of the people of God that represent Jesus on earth now. Because Jesus said in the book of John, it's better that I leave. So I can send the Holy Spirit to you and He will come and be with you forever. He will fill you. He will come and live with you. He will lead you into all truth. He will empower you. He will baptize you. He will transform you. He will change you because I want a people that look like Jesus. And so, if you didn't know... You're meant to be a part of a people that bring the future into the present so that the people in the present want to get to the future. Did you catch that? Or you're like, do I need to not? <laughs> well, I can't. I just made it up right now. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> we are a people who have been empowered for the future, living in the present reality, displaying what the future looks like now so that the people who live in the now say, I want to be a part of that future. 
In other words, it's this. We're meant to live like heaven so people want to go to heaven. I mean, can you imagine if people see the church fighting and having all this messed up stuff, and then we say, come go to heaven with us forever. You're like, no, I'm good. <laughs> is, there a, is there option three here? Like, I know there's th this one is not good, and this one is looking sketchy. Is there like door number three? You know, Because we're meant to display what the future is like in the present. In other words, this is what it likes to have heavenly relationships. This is what it's like to have interactions when you're in heaven. This is what it looks like when someone else speaks to you in heaven. And because we are, have been deposited with the Holy Spirit, what? Who is what? Sent from heaven. He comes and fills us with the heavenly things. Colossians says, set your mind on what? Things above. In other words, let your mind be filled with the thoughts of heaven so you can live a life of heaven now so that the world is drawn to a people who are living like they're already in the future and says, I want to get there with you. And so that is one of the main assignments and works of the Holy Spirit in His people is to change us to live with the character of Jesus. Because he's gone. He's gone. <laughs> Jesus is not on earth. The Bible says Jesus is in heaven, sitting at the right hand of the throne of God, forever making intercession for his people. Which is good news, because that means Jesus is praying for you right now. That's good news. That's Hebrews 9.24. And so, or 27. Um, so let's get to Galatians here. So we get to our script. I'm already preaching before I get to the get to the word here. Okay, I'm fired up. Dave said I was going to get fired up, so it happened. Galatians five and thirteen. Holy Spirit, we just invite you to reveal the word to us, even as we read it right now. In Jesus' name, Amen. Galatians five verse thirteen says, "You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh." Rather, serve one another humbly in love. See, I told you it wasn't about you. For the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command. Love your neighbor as yourself. Right there. If you bite and devour each other, watch out, or you'll be destroyed by each other. Sometimes, unfortunately, that's what the world is seeing in the church, right? We're just biting and devouring each other. And we say, hey, come join us. And we're like, okay. <laughs> so I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh they are in conflict or opposition with each other so that you are not to do whatever you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. The acts of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy... 
fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. But, thank goodness the but's there, right? Because you're like, oh. That's like the, the whole thing of like, you know, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. <laughs> but, there's Jesus. So, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, yours might say patience or long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. And since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited provoking and envying each other. And so right here, I mean, this is a, a famous part of the Bible, you know, the fruit of the Spirit section, but it's, it's, in a, it's in a bigger section. First of all, the book of Galatians, the whole point, one of the whole points of the books of Galatians is this, don't try to live in the flesh. In other words, don't try to do this in your own effort. You're not going to get to heaven by following all the rules and being a good person. You need to live in the Spirit. You are born of faith, which is a miracle, and you are born of the Spirit. And in Galatians 3, it says, does God do miracles among you because you do the right things? Or does He do it because you trust Him, because of your faith? And the answer is, of course, because of your faith, because you're trusting God. It's something miraculous. It's something of the Spirit that is released that God does that work. And so Paul then begins, he's comparing all this time. You've got the old way, which was the law, following the law. Tor the Torah was given in the Old Testament. Even the original reason for giving the Torah was so that the people of God could look like God. The point wasn't so that they would follow the rules and be great people and get to heaven. No, the point was God was saying, let me show you what it looks like when you have me in your life. Let me show you what it looks like when I'm permeating your actions and your thoughts and your responses to one another. This is what it looks like when I saturate you with myself. He, and he said, he gave the Torah. And of course they weren't able, Torah just means law in Hebrew. So sometimes that's throwing out terminology there without explaining it. So Torah was the, was the old, old covenant that was given to Moses and sometimes referred to the Old Testament for the Jewish, uh, Jewish people. And so... It says we're not under law anymore, but how, how can we be sure that we'll not just go crazy and do whatever we want, right? How that happens is a person, it's a personal answer that God gives. He says, look, the Holy Spirit will come. And as you walk with the Spirit, what does that mean? It means walking is a, is a metaphor for living your life. As you go about your life with or by the Holy Spirit. You will live and breathe and talk and think in a different way. I'm working on the camera people a little bit here. We've got a new, a new media guy getting trained up there. So, uh, I mean, notice over and over again through these scriptures, he says, walk by the Spirit, live by the Spirit, you're led by the Spirit, that the, the fruit of the Spirit, the Spirit produces this th thing. Uh, we keep in step with the Spirit. In other words, 
The, the Holy Spirit is meant to lead us and guide us and walk with us and teach us and train us and fill us. And He's going to do all that in relationship with Him. And once again, I'll just remind you, you can't have a relationship with, with just a force or a power. You can only have a relationship with a person. He's going to talk to you. He's not just going to make you feel good during worship time, although He does do that too, and that's great. But the point is not so I feel good, not so I have just an experience of a feeling, it's so I get to know Him better, that I am changed, that I'm transformed by the Holy Spirit. And then what happens? So I say walk by the Spirit, and then you won't gratify the desires of the flesh. In other words, if you're walking in the Spirit, it is actually impossible to walk in the flesh at the same time. What does it mean to walk in the flesh? He says, look, all the bad junk in your life that you see, that's walking in the flesh. You're trying to do it in your own strength. Even more, that's his argument, is like, it's not even so much about sin, it's about trying to do it on your own without God. I mean, how many, you know, most people who go to church are like, yeah, I'm not going to be a part of some of these crazy things it says. I mean, it says some serious stuff there that I'm going to have to explain to my son when I get home. <laughs> like, what is that, Dad? <laughs> uh, tell you later. <laughs> right? There's, there's some horrible things. Here's the works of the flesh. Basically, all the bad stuff. But part of it is, is living a life apart from God. And we can live a religious life. We can live a good life apart from the Holy Spirit. You know, I still remember when I, when I worked uh, in college, uh, I worked at Ace Hardware, okay? San Dimas Ace Hardware. You know where that is downtown? I'm, yeah, all right. So I worked there for four years while I was in school. It was a great experience. Uh, I started when I was 16 years old, right, right after I graduated high school. I was still 16, okay? And so I got there. And I know I've told this story before, but some of you are new. There's at least one new person here. Um, I still remember. And they just throw you right in the fire. The first day at work, they go, when somebody comes through the door, here's how we do it. We walk up to them and say, ma'am, sir, can I help you with something? And I'm like, I don't know where anything is. They're like, well, you've got to learn somehow, right? So you learn by going, yes, sir, can I help you with something? He says, well, yeah, sure. Can you show me where the paint thinner is? Hold on, let me ask. <laughs> so you go ask somebody else and you want, hey, uh, can you help me find, the yeah, here's the paint thinner. And so we learned by experience uh, over and over again. I still remember this is one of my funnest memories now was I had a guy come in and ask me, and look, I was super shy. I mean, I know it's hard to believe now, but like, like I didn't talk to anybody, like even my family. It's like don't, just like no interaction. Um, and so I was super, super shy and super quiet, but I had to be bold and talk all the time. And so this one guy's, I'm back here helping him in the, in the gas line section. He says, well, he asked me some question and I said, I don't know. He said, well, why don't you go work at McDonald's then? So I said, well, let me go ask, sir. I'm still learning to be kind <laughs> when someone else is not kind to you. So you go find out, uh, where was I going with this? <laughs> okay, so I worked anyway. This was the point. So I had a friend, okay? 
he, he started working, you know, I got experience, and so then we got this new guy, and, and I would always talk to these guys. It was where I learned to first talk to people about spiritual things that were outside the church, kind of, you know, because all these guys, they told me some stuff that would make my mom's hair curl about what they were doing on the weekend, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I didn't know that was, you know, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> and so I, I learned a lot of things at Ace Hardware. Some of them I wish I could forget, but... Uh, but there was this young, other guy that started, and he was a Mormon. Man, really moral guy. Super moral. And so I, I still remember, we'd have conversations, we'd have all this, and he would, he would say all the right things. Because he was a religious person who lived a good life. But he didn't have Jesus. He didn't have the Spirit. He was living a life according to a set of rules. And yeah, he was inviting you into a, a nice group of people. I mean, let's be honest. Mormons are way nicer than Christians. <laughs> I mean, have you ever met a mean Mormon? I mean, at least the ones, I mean, they've learned to act like... Hey, you don't mess it up in public. You just, you act right and you live right, you know. But they're doing that in their own strength. They don't know the real Jesus. I mean, when I, I, I took him for a walk. I mean, we, no, I didn't take him for a walk. We went to the beach together. Two single guys just went to the beach together. It's okay to do that, okay? Right? Okay, it's, you just go chill at the beach. So we both had the day off. And so we had this, we started having this conversation about all these spiritual things. And so he sounds really good until finally we get to the point where he's like, oh yeah, Jesus is the brother of Satan. That's what Mormons believe. And so then he, he also says, oh yeah, oh yeah. I said, well, what's going to happen after you die? And he said, well, I believe that I will become a god and I will have my own planet. And I'm like... Whoa, I've read about that, but here's someone who's like, says, yeah, this is what we teach and believe. In other words, we're, you know, that you know they don't believe in just, they're like, yeah, we use the Bible some too, but we've got our other books that we had a special revelation about. Uh, and so he had all this crazy stuff, you know, you got the holy underwear thing and all kinds of weird things that they do. And you're like, oh my, it's, it's the real deal. And so I said, so what, tell me, let's just break it down right now. What happens to me in your world? I said, you get to be like this divine being, and I'm not sure why you would want to be in charge of your own planet and populate it as a god or something, but that's interesting. Um, what happens to me? He said, oh, you can still make it to paradise because you believe in Jesus and you know, you're not a total pagan or something. I don't know what word he is. <laughs> you're not a total unbeliever. So I said, let me, get this, let me get this straight. So if you're right, then you get a planet and become a god, and I just go to heaven. But if I'm right, I go to heaven, and you go to hell. And he said, yes, that's right. He at least understood what he believed. Now, we can point the finger at Mormons and say, oh, yeah, because they're, they're way off. They, their doctrine is, is, they've got into some crazy stuff. And yes, it is not, it, they are not Christian. Could there be Christians in the Mormon church? Yeah, possibly. They might read about Jesus in the Bible and really believe. 
And, you know, they might be confused about all the other stuff, but they can really express faith in Jesus. So I'm not saying that no one could be sitting in there because they actually do get in the Bible sometimes. And they, you know, the Holy Spirit's there. Come on, believe, believe, believe. And that he might really have them be born again, even though everyone else might not be. They might be one that comes because God just says, takes a mustard seed of faith. But by and large, they're living a life of religious duty. But sometimes the Christian church, the followers of Jesus, we've turned the life of the Spirit into a life of duty. Where I'm just following a set of rules, where I'm just doing the right thing because I'm supposed to do it. Whereas Paul says, here's what it looks like. You walk with the Spirit. You live your life in step with the Spirit. The Holy Spirit is leading you. He's He's transforming your life so you know how to walk, you know how to talk, you know how to live. It's not your own personal effort anymore that changes you. It's a relationship with someone who transforms you from the inside out. And here's what the transformation looks like. The transformation looks like love. The transformation looks like joy. The transformation looks like peace. The transformation looks like long-suffering and kindness, and goodness, and gentleness, and self-control. It's the life of the Spirit, a relationship with the Holy Spirit in our lives, that changes you, that's meant to change you. You're not meant to change apart from your relationship with the Holy Spirit. And this isn't even the whole list of the fruit of the Spirit. You're like, what? I just wanted to say that one to... Mess some of you church people up. This is not the whole list. Is humility a fruit of the Spirit? Yeah. How about compassion? That's a fruit of the Spirit. In other words, anything good that produces you know, the life of Jesus, the character of Jesus, the heart of Jesus in our lives together is a fruit of being in relationship with the Holy Spirit. And so Holy Spirit can only produce the character of God because He is God. Because He is God Himself, the third member of the Trinity. He is God Himself. He can produce who God is. And so we need to learn to keep in step and surrender and be led by the Spirit. And we don't become conceited. In other words, we don't get get puffed up in our own ability even to follow God. I mean, isn't it so easy to get spiritual pride where you're like, man, I got this figured out now, right? Where you're rolling along pretty good and you're like, oh, this is pretty good. And so you kind of, you know, you don't think about the Holy Spirit. You're just, you're not thinking about your relationship with God. You're just cruising through the day and you're blessed and, and God has favor on your life. And guess what? He still has favor on your life because it's not based on your performance. It's based on His love and His covenant. And so you can even be living, not, not even doing the right thing. Like, oh, God's still blessing me. God blessing you doesn't mean you're in a right relationship with God. It just means He's blessing you. It just means He loves you. His favor is not necessarily conditional. But as we surrender to the Holy Spirit, as we walk in the Spirit, as we are are transformed by the Spirit, then it says we will begin to bear and produce the fruit of the Spirit. Romans uh, 8 says something else that I think is important. We're going to close with this. So Romans 8. 
We're going to start in a familiar verse that we've done the last few weeks, Romans 8 and 26. It says, in the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit Himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. And He who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. That's why we know when we're praying in the Spirit, we're, we're always praying the perfect will of God. Verse 28, And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love Him, who have been called according to His purpose. For those God foreknew, He also predestined to be conformed to the image of His Son, that He might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And so here Paul is saying, look, he starts with the work of the Holy Spirit in our weakness, and where does he end up? You look like Jesus. The whole point is so that you're conformed to the image of Jesus. If we miss that point, then we've, we've missed half the purpose of being the people of God. Yes, we're going to pursue and want to see the miracles of Jesus, but we want to have the character of Jesus too, where everyone gets the full message of Jesus, not just the partial message. You know, a lot of times it's been one without the other. you got someone who can do miracles, and they go out and do crazy stuff, and you're like, you don't look like Jesus. You sure have the power. Or you've got someone over here that lives an amazing life that has the character of Jesus, but they don't believe in the power. They don't live in the power of Jesus. They don't see anything miraculous in their lives. And it's like, wait, you know, I see Jesus in the Bible and that's why we come up with these doctrines. Well, God doesn't do that anymore because I didn't see it. But the Bible is written so that we receive the fullness of the good news of Jesus is this. We're new creations in Christ and the Holy Spirit comes and dwells within us and changes us so that we become children of God and then we live like children of God. Then we speak like children of God. We respond like children of God. We act like children of God. We think like children of God rather than thinking like someone who's doing it on their own or someone in the flesh. So can we just say right now, would you all say, Holy Spirit, we need you. We need you, Holy Spirit. And just know that the Holy Spirit is available at any moment to help you live this out. Don't try to do it on your own. It's not about trying to do it on your own and being a better person, being a stronger person. Invite God Himself to do the work He promised to do in you. Amen? So let's stand. Let's let's close. Thank you, Lord. Have our, our leaders, if you want to come on up, those are the leaders that are praying this morning, if you want to come on up. If, we still, if you still need prayer, we're going to give you time to respond here at the end. But right now, wherever you're at, we just, I just pray that you begin to open up and say, Holy Spirit, I need you, to, need you to help me. Thank you, Lord. You just communicate with Him right now. Go ahead and you pray. You pray, you pray to the Holy Spirit right now. Holy Spirit. Just want you to say, just go ahead and say this out loud. Holy Spirit, show me anything I need to surrender to you. Any part of my life that I'm living without you.
there's anything God shows you, then just release that to Him. Say, God, I give you this part of my life. And I ask you, Holy Spirit, come and fill each and every person right now. Come and fill us. We surrender these things to you in Jesus' name. Mindsets, doubts, maybe it's even a behavior. You're like, God, I just, I just need help with this. I can't stop it on my own. And God says, yes, that's right, you can't. But the Holy Spirit is here to empower you and change you. Change your desires. That you change us on the inside out. And so we welcome your work, Holy Spirit, to continue to change us, to make us look like the people of God where everybody wants to get to heaven. Because they're like, if that's what heaven looks like, then I want to be there. If that's who's going to be in heaven, then I want to be there. So change us, Holy Spirit. Let us keep in step with you, Holy Spirit. Let us be led by you, Holy Spirit, and follow you in every area of our lives. In the secret places, Lord, when nobody else is watching, let us follow you, Holy Spirit. And Lord, when we fail, we know that the blood of Jesus is enough to cover all of our sins and transgressions, but let us quickly just get right back on up and keep walking with you, Holy Spirit. Fill us freshly, we pray this morning, in Jesus' name, amen. If you still need prayer, if you need to give your heart to Jesus, if you've never given your heart to Jesus, if you need prayer for something else, come on up and receive prayer from these leaders. Here in just a few minutes, a few of us will stack up the chairs, but let's just wait a few minutes to allow for prayer time and ministry before we start stacking the chairs. VBS tonight. 5.30 is registration, 4.45 for volunteers to, to pray together.